Since we've been back and obviously I, I think the studio that I'm in, which is my studio, the no Kawhi shit here studio, uh, sweep the league studio, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's going to get an upgrade this weekend for sure. I've already bought some materials. I've bought some stuff. So this, this, you, this you're putting pest control is, stuff up the, which one or what can, what'd you say? You're putting pest control up. Well, yeah, I've got the pest guy coming out cause we've got, <laughs> We've got a huge rodent or something up in the attic, so he's coming out tomorrow. But also the uh, I don't know which way is it the Jordan posters going up behind me. Uh, we've got other stuff going up. I, I'm pretty excited to get this studio worked up because last we heard Two Shots Studio was done, and I feel left out. So I need to get I need to get on the ball here and get this whole studio thing going for us here at Sweep the League. So. Um, that's that's who we are. Sweep the league. I am uh, the co-host Rudy Campos Jr. Joined as always by Coach Geo, uh, the Rambassador himself. Woohoo! Mr. The Rambassador, the Georgia Bulldogs, uh, the Spurs, pretty- the, the Blue Devils. <laughs> well, yeah. Didn't you pick another NBA team this offseason that you said you liked or something? That well, you were, always, you were always a New Jersey fan. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know. Play your role there. I am from Brooklyn, born and raised in the Big Apple, okay. right? So okay. Okay. there's there's a team there. So I have a birthright to my hometown team, you know? So right. Okay, so if okay, so because you were born in Brooklyn, that means you claim the Nets as your team too? Uh no. And if you notice from my post, Rudy, I said from a distance. I, I, obviously, I'm not going to be some hardcore wearing Brooklyn stuff, but <laughs> I am from New York City. I'm from Brooklyn area, so hey, I, okay. I can claim them. I mean, I'm I, from I there, that. so I get that. But okay, are you okay? Are you more Spurs fan or are you of more course, of course? Of course, got they've got Kyrie. They're getting Kevin Durant. Listen, they did listen. load up. So does that change your fandom at all? Does it change a little bit? A little bit. Listen, Rudy, I'm a Spurs fan for life. Everyone who knows me, they know I'm a Spurs fan. I, I just can't turn the switch now and say I'm a Brooklyn Knights fan because people are going to be calling me out, and I don't want that to happen. So okay, okay, Spurs all the way, black and silver. But you know, I, I think a casual Nets fan, I think that's okay. I'm from there, so um, okay. you know, it's not like you're going to be a Brooklyn fan because then if that's the case, you're a bandwagon. But well, I'm from. I'm from the. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I was no, I, I was the uh, I was an all time Dr. J fan, so I mean that kind of counts for something, right? Rudy, I wasn't even live back in the '40s, bro. <laughs> so uh, that's not really warranted. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, okay. I, I will say this much about everything. Uh, Geo is a part time uh, Nets fan. If the Spurs don't make the playoffs and the Nets do, then he is a full time Nets fan. <sighs> For the playoffs, so we uh we are going well. Listen, the Western Conference, it's gonna be brutal. Okay, it, we're gonna we'll we'll talk about that because of the free agency talk that we're gonna get into. It, 
you know, it, it mind boggles me because the only way it becomes brutal is if Kawhi Leonard jumps into the West and if he joins a certain L.A. team a la the Lakers. That's when it becomes brutal. If he goes to the Clippers, it does. It, I don't know. It does. I don't know if it makes them contenders right away on the Clippers. There's really nobody there outside of Kawhi for the Clippers. So all this talk about the Clippers are going to be the best team in L.A., they're going to be the best team in the West. I'm not buying it if it's just Kawhi Leonard going to L.A., you know, to going to the Clippers. Well, you know, the Clippers, I think a lot of that talk has come from how they played against the Warriors. I mean, they took two games from the Warriors, which I thought was very impressive. They have a very good team, you know, team-wise. I thought if they, if they got Kawhi Leonard, it would be take them over the top, uh, potentially. Uh, I, I think winning a championship with the Clippers – I think that's a lot more special than winning a championship with the Lakers. I get it. It's tradition. The Lakers have won a ton of NBA championships. But if Kawhi Leonard went to the Clippers, and if he won an NBA championship, Rudy, with two franchises mm-hmm. that never won, man, that's impressive. But if he goes to the Lakers, all right, you got the big three, LeBron, all those guys, they're probably going to win the championship. So, you know. Huh. Okay. I get that. Now, speaking of speaking of the West and speaking of changes coming to the West, there has been a certain billboard that I, I got a little bit of credit from uh, from Jeff Garcia over at a Spurs zone at WOAI. Uh, him and I kind of worked a little bit together yesterday and we found the mysterious billboard of one Boogie Cousins coming to San Antonio. Well, not coming to San Antonio, but recruiting basically Boogie Cousins to come to San Antonio. So this is where it gets kind of interesting on the West side. Um, You have Boogie Cousins here. He's a free agent, and apparently no team was interested in him. Uh, We all know why. You know, he's got an attitude problem. That's probably the main reason why a lot of teams do not like Boogie Cousins. But if you take away the attitude, and let's say, you know, you've got Popovich coaching him, I think that I think he puts that attitude in check. If there's any coach out there that can or any system out there that he can benefit from, it is the San Antonio Spurs. And it's not because I'm a homer. It's not because you're a homer. We are not homers because we call out the Spurs all the time on every show that we've done. If they're good, bad, <laughs> whatever. But Boogie Cousins to San Antonio. Now, I'm going to give you my quick opinion on that. You tell me exactly how you feel about that. Uh, what I what I see is that if Boogie Cousins and looking at the West, if Kawhi Leonard does not go into the Western Conference and the San Antonio Spurs are lucky enough to get a Boogie Cousins, I and this is not homerism here at all. I say that you are looking at the number one seed in the Western Conference. Now, am I crazy for saying that? Maybe, but if Kawhi comes to the West and if he goes to the Lakers. I see the Spurs no worse than two or three. If Boogie, now this is all depending on Boogie Cousins. Right now, um, I see them as best as maybe four or five in the West. So you're saying without Boogie? Yeah, without Boogie, I see as high as four or five. I see them still making the playoffs, uh, but not as high as four or five. With Boogie Cousins, I am seeing them uh, number one seed if Kawhi does not come to uh, the Lakers. So... I'm not crazy on that. Like I said, it's not homerism. It's nothing like that. I'm saying that because if you look at the West right now, Clay Thompson is going to be out probably till all-star break. 
Golden State does not have Kevin Durant. You're relying on Steph Curry and Draymond Green and hoping D'Angelo Russell continues his play. We don't know how D'Angelo Russell is going to play. For all we know, D'Angelo Russell is going to call, you know, Aisha Curry and tell her that Steph is cheating on her or something like that. He's going to cause drama. We don't know. We have no idea what D'Angelo Russell is going to do. Then you look at other teams. Houston. Houston is in a funk right now. Chris Paul and James Harden hate each other. So that's already done. You look at one, maybe two teams. I say one team, but give me two teams. Denver, Denver is going to be good. They're going to be there. But if you look at last year's playoffs, Boogie Cousins, he ate up Djokovic. I mean, he ate him for breakfast. So you're looking at two teams here that got extremely better, in my opinion, outside of the Spurs, and that's Portland is one of them with oh, yeah. on Whiteside. That was huge for them. That gives them the only mistake Portland made this offseason was signing Dame to that big old contract. But I don't really that's that's money that for them to spend. The other team is what you mentioned before the show here, and that is um Utah. Utah put it together a really nice offseason. Those two teams, if we see Donovan Mitchell, like you said, improve, that Utah team is going to be very special. Very, very special. So I, agree. I, I see those two teams being better, but if you add cousins to the Spurs. They are not better than the San Antonio Spurs team. Golden State does not have enough firepower against the Spurs team, considering Clay's out for at least at least half the season, maybe a little bit more. So, I, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. What are, what are you thinking, man? I mean, is it something that – am I crazy for thinking that? I, I don't know. I mean – Well, I think the number two seed with Boogie Cousins, obviously, I think – it's a possibility if he comes here. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been talks of the Wizards, there have been talks of other teams potentially getting him. If the Spurs do get him indeed, and he obviously, uh, you know, he's close to being at 100%, he gets his uh, conditioning, he's improved his attitude. Uh, I think the sky's the limit for the Spurs. I think the number two seed, three, maybe four, could be right around there if he's there. It's going to be interesting to see their young players, you know, what. Well, what are the young guys going to do? You know, White's yeah. coming back, Murray, and obviously got Keldon Johnson. You know, the Spurs when it comes to rookies are a little weird. So, but nonetheless, the young players have to step up. They get Boogie Cousins, but you know, just last year we thought the Spurs for the next several years will be in rebuild mode. You got Cousins in here, uh, you can you can shock the world. So. Yeah. Two seed, I don't yeah. think it's super crazy. I think at the end of the day, I don't think he comes here. I think he goes somewhere else, Rudy. So the Spurs well, are probably – That's a good point that you missed that because not to cut you off, but right before we came onto the show, Dwight Howard, who was with the, the Wizards, and that's another team that was reported that Boogie Cousins had interest in was the Wizards, and they had interest in him as well, in him as well too. Dwight Howard got traded to Memphis. So that clears up that center position in Washington. Hoping that doesn't really say that Boogie's going there, but now it seems likely that he could go there because, again, he's got the Kentucky connection with John Wall, which I believe John Wall is not going to be ready for the season, right? Or is he? I'm not 100% sure. You yeah, know, I did check that out. That but... contract looks really bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. <laughs> John, Wall, John Wall's contract is probably one of the worst contracts. It's no Enos Canner contract. You know, two years, $5 million a year. So, um but you know, if, if we're looking at Boogie right now with this first, you know, you've got a you've got a passing big man, someone that can pass the ball, he can dribble, he can get to the lane, he can shoot. You know, his defense is actually I saw his defense improve a lot more in New Orleans, uh, playing next to Anthony Davis. So 
I mean, yeah, you're you're talking about a guy that's 2010. If the Spurs were to sign him and get, you know, 15 and 8 out of him nightly. Oh, no. That, that's, that's. Well, and you pair him up with LaMarcus Aldridge, which is, a, you know, he still can play and he could shoot the ball really well. I think the team, I think it kind of breathes some fresh air into the team. Where does Kawhi Leonard go? Because if he goes to the Clippers, it brings balance to the West. And if Boogie goes to San Antonio, I think now it's more even. Kawhi goes to the Lakers. I think it kind of counteracts what Boogie, if he does go to San Antonio, kind of double whammy. And yeah, at, at that point, I think the Lakers are still the favorite in the West. Um, but, you know, I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, but if he comes to San Antonio, um, I think Spurs fans are going to be real happy. Yeah, I, I hope he does. I mean, it makes a lot of sense to have him come down here. Uh, it's going to be on a cheap contract, man. It's not going to be very expensive at all. So, I mean, we we hope he comes down. I hope he comes down here. It's going to be awesome if we get a person like a player like Boogie Cousins down here. I'm uh, I'm ecstatic for it. Let's hope he does. Uh, let's hope he does decide to uh, make his home here in San Antonio. I think it'd be great. It would benefit a player like uh, DeMar DeRozan. It'll benefit a player uh, like LaMarcus Aldridge. I mean, there, there's really no negatives. I mean, and the good thing is, is that he's going to probably become, he's probably going to be so inexpensive. I don't, I hate to call players cheap because it just kind of sounds wrong. He's going to be so inexpensive that if the Spurs, if it doesn't work, the Spurs can, you know, they're going to cut him and it's going to be like, oh, no big deal. They move on. So, yeah, hoping for Boogie, hoping that billboard does work. Hopefully he does come uh, for here. But you did mention the young Spurs, man. Uh, they're having a great, you know, start to the summer league. They did lose one game. But what I saw in that game that they lost was that they were down double digits and they fought back all the way to the end. I have been a Lonnie Walker's, not a hater, but I have hated on Lonnie Walker. <laughs> man, yeah, you you've know, been hating on that guy since day have, one, Rudy. Yes, you know, I have hated on Lonnie hater grade. a lot. Um, but you know what it is? It, it's the it, it's the uh, it's the armchair GMs, as Don Harris called it in the Spurs world, and it's the uh, Spurs Twitter world, the dark the dark web, as we call it here. You know, it, it's trying to hype up a player that you don't really see that much from yet, and I, I get that. You know, I, I everyone's going to have high hopes and speculations and all that. I, I get that. Me, I, I needed to see more out of it. I, I just because he ran a pick and roll doesn't mean he knows how to play the game of basketball. I mean, I want to see more talent from him out of that than anyone. But he's having a—he was having a really good summer league so far. The Spurs actually played tonight, I believe, at nine o'clock. So I'm going to check that game out. It's a—it's the uh, Vegas league, so it's a little bit bigger. Um, but yeah, my my so far, you've got Keldon Johnson, Luca, Lonnie Walker, uh, Ned Vetters. Also, he's been nailing threes left and right. Yeah. Um, one guy under the radar that I hope to at least gets an invite to camp and he sticks with the Spurs is one of my favorite players. And he's not from Carolina. He sure as hell isn't from Duke. He's actually from the university of Kansas and that's Thomas Robinson. I've loved that guy's game for a long time. I dreamt of him being a spur girl, you know, when he was coming up, he's with the Spurs now. So I'm hoping he gets an invite. He's actually had a really good summer run under the radar. He's not putting up huge numbers, but he's putting up good numbers. I think good enough to get him a camp invite. Hopefully he sticks with Austin. Where do you, I know we've got Keldon Johnson too, but what are you seeing from the Spurs summer league that you like? I mean, I, I've seen 
I've seen quite a bit, and it's it's been pretty impressive so far. Yeah, you know, I know it's young. It's just started, so you know, I don't have too much stock in the summer league. Uh, but Kelvin Johnson, uh, very impressed with what I've seen so far, along with Luca and kind of what he's done per se, and also uh, some of the other guys. The Spurs, they got young talent. This is something that, you know, for the past decade or so, I think we've kind of laughed at some of this younger Spurs talent because they've always gotten veterans. So it's interesting to see how that young talent molds into a Popovich team. And I feel like the Spurs, if done right, if that talent continues to improve, uh, you're potentially seeing at a, a team that's going to grow a lot and also the young talent come to its own because White had a good season last year for the most part. Forbes is improving. You get Murray in there. Kelton Johnson. So, so many young pieces. How does Pop make that fit? The summer league is a start, obviously. Uh, and just continue to get better and better every single day. And potentially, hopefully, the next few years, the Spurs may have a shot at the championship. So, you know, we'll see what happens. It's possible. And in an open West that we've talked about earlier, you know, these guys are, are going to just improve. Uh, Luca seems to be ready to contribute a little bit right now. Kelvin Johnson, you know, he was the seventh best prospect uh, on the ESPN's top 100. So, you know, this is this play from him is not really new, especially if you followed him in high school. Yeah, I, I did follow him in high school. In Kentucky, I think he was a little overshadowed in Kentucky. He did have a good season. But he's not, he wasn't that, coming out of high school, he was that, that spectacular player. Uh, he would make you go ooh and ah. In Kentucky, you know, it was more of I felt like a pro level type of system for him, where he didn't have to be showing you the oohs and the ahs and trying to you know make himself look good. You know, he was good. All he had to do was show that okay, I can be a good pro, and that's what he's showing in the summer league is that he can be a good pro. What I've seen the most of the uh, summer league guys is we're actually seeing defense. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, so, there is defense being played by these young guys, and that is exciting because who knows? We may see the the turn of the corner for a DeMar DeRozan who his defense picked up throughout the season, but can he become a better defender? I think so. You know, DeJounte Murray, yes, he was all-NBA defensive team, uh, first, second team, I believe, and that's good. That's great. You're getting him back for the season. But we don't know. This is what I want to say to Spurs fans. Don't overhype DeJounte just yet. Don't do that. Because we don't know what we're getting yet. Give him a little bit of time to get into basketball you know, shape and everything. We don't know what we're getting yet from him. Well, you know, people like to anoint people on Twitter. And listen, yeah. we obviously know the talent. We know it's there. But just be careful. Don't get people all riled up because I'm saying Spurs Twitter – and these armchair uh, general managers, man, who should probably have a job, maybe. I don't know. But just give them time to develop. Be careful what you say. Just, little, just let them go. And you know what's funny? Especially Murray, he blocks a lot of people on Twitter. This guy, I've seen people post up photos of people. You talk trash to him, he's probably going to block you. So he doesn't want that negative vibe. 
Just stop. Yeah, that's true. And I, you know, I've been critical. Like I said I've been critical of Lonnie Walker. I, I, I still need to see more out of him. I'm not saying he's going to be a bus. I did call him a bus on one show a while back. A lot. A few boys. You months. know, we should find that crap if he <laughs> turns into a big time star. We're going to replay that crap over the I, air. <laughs> I, I definitely have to eat crow. Maybe, maybe I'll grow my hair out enough to where I can get it like Lonnie's or something and kind of apologize like that. But. I mean, I, I will eat crow on that. I know for a fact. If he turns out to be as good as, you know, we're hoping he can be, that'll be great for the Spurs. Um, I'm excited about this youth. I was not excited on draft night only because I kept thinking, why are we drafting so many guards? Why are we drafting this? It, it makes sense now. You know, you're looking at a Derek White, a DeJounte Murray, DeMar DeRozan, you know, guys like Patty Mills, Marco Bellinelli, these guys are not going to be there probably much longer. So you're going to have to restock on the guard. And the NBA is a guard pile. It's a guard stock league, man. I mean, you've got to have guards. a whole lot of guys that can shoot the ball. So. Those guards, you know, already it's a different game. I know you always hashtag not my NBA, but oh, yeah. you know, it's a different league. and It's a guard-driven league. And, you know, when I when I was growing up, Rudy, it was the era of the big man. You know, you needed a Patrick Ewing. You needed Hakeem Olajuwon, David <laughs> Robinson, Carl yeah, Malone. You Charles Barley, like teams wanted a big man. Alonzo Mourning. I mean, I can go on, uh, but it, it's changed a lot. Steph yeah. Curry's three-point shooting has really kind of really changed the game, and we're at this thing where you need a guard that can not only pass the ball, but you need to be a yeah. scoring point guard. You need to be that kind of dual yeah. threat, and that's what I'm we've come here, to. Man. I'm still here, so go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, this, the, the point guards today, you got to do a little bit of everything. Uh, so the development, I think, of the NBA players, it's a lot better than it was. I, I feel like we've had more bust in maybe years past, but lately, man. What was the – okay, just getting off topic. Who was the last bust? Was it Anthony Bennett drafted number one? <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't even his fault, Rudy. He should have never been drafted number one, um, but unfortunately he was. It. It was probably Anthony Bennett, Rudy. I'm not 100% sure. There's been so many draft picks, uh, but definitely Anthony Bennett does stand out as a guy Kwame that Brown might. Well, see, there's the difference. We have to get into this kind of debate later on. Call me Brown or Anthony Bennett, the worst number one pick. I mean, I'm going to go with Anthony Bennett because at least Kwame Brown had a, he had a, resp- I mean, he played more. I mean, bro, Anthony Bennett, no disrespect to him. He's in the G League. He's been there for several years now. So. Um, you know, I, I feel so bad for him because when you're drafted number one, Rudy, you know, it's kind of like a thing where, all right, I'm the number one pick, but he should have never been drafted number one. I mean, that, that was like Anthony Bennett was probably the 20th, maybe 21st best player in that whole draft. I don't know what Cleveland, I don't know what they were smoking. There must have been somebody must have been smoking some stuff, man. I think what happened was they maybe wrote the wrong name on the card. <laughs> possible well you know what happens really with these analytical stuff and you know yeah. you think too hard you you, you kind of go overboard and think man i think <laughs> we should know don't go with this guy it doesn't make any sense uh but yeah probably anthony bennett comes to mind very early um it was unfortunate still in the g league hopefully uh yeah. he can make a career in the nba but as of right now it's probably the worst. So. It's probably the worst. I'm gonna say NBA no pick for sure. No. So a, a NBA free agency talk. We got a couple of things in free agency that's uh, we need to get to. 
obviously he hasn't made a decision yet. So we are every we as everybody else uh, is on Kawhi watch pretty much. So still people are on uh, bro. There's people on suicide watch on Facebook. Yeah, and Twitter. I, like. Yeah, we know that for a fact. I what do you think? Is he gonna go? Is he gonna stay? How do you feel? I mean, I think Toronto. I think he's going into his ninth and tenth year. After his tenth year, he's able to get a super like a super super max contract. So it makes sense for him to maybe just sign a one or two year deal. I I have a feeling he's gonna stay in Toronto. I don't think he's gonna go to the Lakers or the West Coast just yet. What I'm thinking is that he maybe signs a two-year deal or a one-on-one with Toronto and then goes to L.A. when he's able for that super max deal. It kind of makes sense to me, but nobody you knows know, what this guy's doing, dude. You know, Rudy, Kawhi Leonard, he's a weird dude, man. He's a weird cat, and he does what he wants, and it's hard to really gauge what he's thinking. Obviously, there was a report that came out from Chris Broussard that it's torn between the Lakers and the Raptors. Uh, I thought the Clippers could really get into the mix, but – Apparently, that kind of went south. So it's between those yeah. two teams. I think it's he stays in Toronto, maybe a one- or two-year deal, like you said, and then he'll be opportunity for that super max contract. And then, you know, he may go to L.A. after that. But I really think how the season went with the Raptors and also the load management, him not playing all those games, has a very comfortability factor with the Raptors and their medical staff. I think he stays, but really, I'm not. I won't be surprised if he goes to LA. He's from California. He played at San Diego State, so he's you know he's one of those dudes, man. You just can't gauge him. So, yeah, honestly, man, the here's the thing: is that he he's an LA guy. He's gonna get back to California at some point in his career. We that is a fact. I would. I'm willing to bet a trillion dollars on it it's a fact he's going to get back to california at some time in his career is it going to be this off season no it's not it's not going to be this off season i think he stays in toronto i think like i said i think and you, you hit it too on the head you then on the coffin here it it's that la thing with supermax i think he's going to wait till he gets that super supermax after that 10th year because that makes a lot more sense he's going to make more money playing in la or even california once he gets that kind of deal, right now he's not going to make X number of dollars like he would if he was to wait it out. Also, look at the chances. Yes, you go to the Lakers. You are the absolute number one team to win the NBA title next year. You are crowned the NBA champions before the season even starts. Now, all that depends on health, but you are crowned that. But is that a guarantee out West? If, if Boogie Cousins goes to the Spurs... Is that a guarantee that he gets back to the finals with the Lakers? Because then you've got a you've got a uh, a trio of players, you know, for the Spurs. You've got a a big three for the Lakers, a big three for the Spurs. I mean, it, it's tough. It really is tough to decide. Well, you know, it's definitely tough because, but in my opinion, I still think it makes the Lakers the favorite to probably win a championship. I think load management for Davis, for LeBron, they're all going to miss time. Uh, they'll probably always have at least one star on the floor. Uh, this is a Laker team, though. They need shooters, though. They need to really fill out this team because just because you got three studs and you got no damn bench, uh, we've seen in the playoffs, Rudy, if you don't have a bench, uh, 
you're going to struggle uh, because yeah. of injury as well. Because Anthony Davis, he hasn't. I mean, from my knowledge, he hasn't played a full season. Yeah. So uh, he has, he's very injury prone. So one bad slip on him, if he's out for the season, it brings the Lakers on earth. But LeBron James, um, I think he's going to have a very very good season this year. If Kawhi comes in, I think he takes a step back and really lets those two guys kind of flourish under the team and also the coaching staff as well. How do they gel? They don't have a team yet, man, because they, they only have two kind of players right now. Everything else is kind of up in the air. And to be honest with you, the signing of Jared Dudley, uh, that doesn't really scare me at all. <laughs> I mean, there's no there's no signing that they've done that scares anybody. They've, they've traded for Anthony Davis, yeah, but there's nothing that scares – anybody off about this team i now, will say kyle kuzma i really like him staying but he becomes the fourth option that hinders his growth in the nba i mean are you really thinking that the lakers coaching staff are gonna get plays for kuzma or design plays for kuzma no i mean that to me if i'm kyle kuzma and Kawhi comes to the lakers i'm pissed off because now i went from the third option to the fourth option so that that tells me, okay, well, F you. I'm going to go when my contract's up. I'm taking off, which actually should be up in about a year or two. So, I mean, that hinders his growth. But let me before we go on to the next uh, topic here that we've got, because I think we're going to go into some football talk here after this. But let me put this scenario on you here. Kawhi is about rest and load management lately. Well, not, not, not only that, Rudy, but also – Information leaking out. The Lakers have oh, yeah, a yeah, ton yeah. of information yeah. leaking out from Magic Johnson. Yeah, that's something that he does not like. The leakage of information. Yeah. yeah, that 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 for sure. But where where I'm getting at is Kawhi is about rest management and load management. That's what they call it. But it's about resting. LeBron James needs to rest games. Anthony Davis will probably end up resting some games. <laughs> how, We're all going to rest. Yeah. How do you determine because? Let's be honest, with no bench at all, these guys cannot take off the same night. There's no way. So do you say, Kawhi, we're only going to give you 20 games of rest or 15 games of rest. LeBron, we're going to give you 25 games of rest. Anthony Davis, 20 games of rest. You know, there, there's going to be nights where two people, two guys are off. Let's be honest. They're not going to – how does that – I mean, there's – if you think about it, because these guys are going to need so much rest and you have to stagger them, it's really not a big well, I, I think LeBron plays more games. I think he'll try to probably play the most games out of the two. Mm-hmm. Last season was his first season where that he was hurt. Normally he plays a good amount of games. I think he's the only one that I think I probably see him maybe resting 10, 15 games, a little bit less than that. The other two, you just don't know because Anthony Davis, there's always something going on. And Kawhi Leonard, we know about the load management, so he's definitely going to rest. So at what point, that's why it's so important, Rudy, in my opinion, mm-hmm. don't get Kawhi Leonard and go spend some money on some other guys. It's starting to get a little bit too late, Rudy, because most of the guys. Well, there's nobody uh, left. Well, you have what, think, Marcus uh, Morris or Marcus Morris, it, Kelly Udala getting traded? Well, okay. There was that's a report kind of, that he might get traded. That, that's kind of a subject that came up because originally they were supposed to release him or buy him out 
but then word came out they want to trade him. So well, I think it's because the Lakers, and I don't know if the Grizzlies are just trying to play hardball, but they're like, well, shit, if we can get something for him, <laughs> let's try to get something for him. And, and I think the, you know, the Grizzlies. To be honest with you, I'm not sure why they're hardballing because that team is obviously in, you know, disaster relief. So. Yeah. Well, real quick, I want you to give everybody your winners and losers. I'm going to jump off real quick. I've actually got to – my phone is dying, so i got to get the charger real quick for it. Sure. That way I have it. But give everybody your winners and losers in free agency. I'll be back in a couple of seconds. Well, for certain, I think one of the winners is the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, you get Kevin Durant, obviously the Achilles injury. You know, yeah. he's going to come back the following season, whatever. You got Kyrie there. I think it's a team on the rise, if healthy – that team could take off. And also, they got DeAndre Jordan, four years, $40 million. He's another piece of the puzzle. Jerry Allen's still there. Not this season. Kevin Durant's not there. But the following season, I really think Brooklyn could take it over the top. Um, and also, another team I really love, the Utah Jazz. You know, Mike Conley coming there. Not only that, they get Ed Davis, Jeff Green, Moutier, uh, also Bernagovich from the Pacers. Mitchell, it's important for him this summer to really improve on his game, continue to get better and better. I think Utah is a team that no one's really talking about, but I really, really love their team. And also the New Orleans Pelicans as another winner. I mean, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Ingram, obviously Zion Williamson, Jackson Hayes, I mean, really just a, a young team. Obviously, I don't see them in the playoffs this season, but the next over years, the Pelicans is really, really going to get for them. And obviously a big loser, and I can't say it is enough, Rudy. The New York Knicks. I'm from New York, man. <laughs> Crap. Seriously? I know. You don't think uh, Kevin Durant's worth the money? You don't think he's worth the money? No offense. Well, we, to, we all know how they felt about Kawhi Leonard. They canceled the meeting with him to go after other free agents. Julius Randle, Rudy, I think he's the the prize that they got. But really, Bobby Portis, really? Taj Gibson, Reggie Bullock, Alfred Payton? Oh it's God. Okay, it's not the worst roster assembled. I will give the Knicks a little credit, like minimum. Rudy, this is New York, man. This isn't Memphis. Like, what the hell they're doing over there? They had a better roster in the movie Eddie than they did than they do right now. Bro, it's the New York Knicks, man. It's a storied franchise. (laughs) You know, it's the mecca. You know, it's it's New York. How the hell does Brooklyn outshine you? No offense to Brooklyn, but they're what twenty minutes away from Madison Square Garden. The Knicks, yeah. you continue to do this. They really need a restructuring. They need a clean house. And somehow, some way, get the owner out of there. Um, I'm not saying for someone to do a trap and kind of do what they did to um, the owner of the Clippers. <laughs> but something has to happen. Get rid of him. Um, <laughs> and also another loser, Rudy, uh, another team, it kind of happens. I used to live in this place like I did in New York. The Orlando Magic. Listen, they got too many bigs up front. Vujicic, Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, Mobamba, Al Farouk, and their first-round pick, all big guys. 
what about your backcourt? What about your bench? I did not like what the Magic did. And also the Charlotte Hornets, Rudy. And have you seen a pattern here, Rudy? It's places that I've lived. New York, Orlando, and the Charlotte Hornets. So you've been talking about living in San Antonio. Just you may want to go live in San Marcos or Cibolo. Bro, so the Charlotte Hornets, as obviously I live in the Charlotte area. Michael Jordan, another guy that's clueless, that doesn't re-up I'm gonna, the guy they're supposed to. I, I'm going to let you get away with that, that kind of chitter-chatter. So he signs, what, Terry Rozier, three years, okay, $58 yeah. million. Bro, I've been to those games already. <sighs> with no Kimball Walker, they're going to have like fr- Friday night, $5 ticket night because – no one's going to those games. Um, it's not your fault. It's not anybody else's fault. It's but it, it's just ironic that I, I'm living in these places. And, and they have is it me, Rudy? Is it me? Maybe I have to look myself so in the mirror. It's like I told you: if you decide to move to San Antonio, move to a suburb. Don't move to San Antonio. <laughs> and also another team up to one there, the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm not sure what the hell they're doing, but uh, I'm not going to talk about any other crap they did. But that's another loser. So I have the Knicks. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets, the Orlando Magic, um, yeah. and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, all right, all right. Well, I'm glad you were able to give them that. Mine were mine were the losers were the Knicks, and uh, obviously the winners that I had. Uh, I really like what Utah did. I really like what. Did. Yeah, you know, I was saying, right? I think Utah. Um, you know, they, and they have a good coach. Um, their fans are a little. Uh, I'm not going to go into that, but. A little crazy. A little crazy out there in Utah. But overall, I thought the team's very well, and uh, yeah. they could be a big threat in the West. Well, we are on our last segment, so we I wanted to get into some Zeke Elliott talk. Now, I have it as a makeup for the last call. He did meet with Roger Goodell. Goodell said he's not going to get suspended. Okay, I, I get it. I get it. You're not going to suspend him. Now, my question is why? You suspended him last time. And <laughs> people couldn't figure out why he suspended him. This time, you know, we've got more video proof of why he should be suspended. It's an altercation, but you're not going to suspend him. Now, yes, the security guard said no big deal. It's no problem, whatever. But the simple fact comes is that it is an altercation. And the NFL has been having a zero tolerance policy on this. So, is this a makeup call for suspending him the first time or did he really just not deserve to get suspended? You know, Rudy, this is one of those situations. Obviously Ezekiel Elliott has done some bonehead things. You know, remember the incident Rudy where he was on a boat and he took the girl's Mm -hmm. bra off. And then obviously last year and what happened, obviously the guy, I'm not sure if he's getting it through his head. You know, you might want to relax when you're out in public in today's age, Rudy, everybody has a camera. Everyone has a camera, a phone, whatever. They're going to record you. And this isn't obviously, you know, he pushed down that security guard. He got into a little scuffle. Um, mm-hmm. It's It probably is a, a makeup call, Rudy, for some of the things that have happened. Obviously, the Tyreek Hill situation is still going on, and that's sure what's going to happen there. The NFL, ever since... I could remember just always has issues with their some of their star players just being knuckleheads. It is a makeup call, Rudy. Um, I'm okay with it. 
he didn't do a whole lot. And even the security guy said, no, you know, it's okay. You know, you know, don't worry about it. So I think the NFL, it's a makeup. He better not do this again because he will get suspended if he does yeah. something like this again. Yeah, I do. I don't think he should have been suspended. I, it's another thing. No. But the thing is, you're right. It's in public. It's Somebody's going to have a camera. Somebody's going to get this on film. Just if you can't, if you can't handle your alcohol, which I can, if you can't handle it, don't drink it, man. You know, obviously it's getting you into some trouble. So just lay off the booze and just have a good time. How, how hard is that to just, you know, have a good time and relax, chill. You were at a concert of all things. I mean, it's just mind boggling. Well, Rudy, it's the, and it's always going to be football players. Obviously, we get baseball and NBA from time to time, but it's always the football players. You know, Tyree Kill, his son has a, a broken arm, and then you know Adrian Peterson. Remember that thing where he turned himself in because he he hit his son. It's, it's kind of a weird situation. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's always something with these players, and dude, man, just just lay low. There's no need to be. There's so much aggression, and you know I played football for for a little bit, and I, you know it, it's a real physical sport, Rudy. I get it, but when you're outside, man, keep the football and keep the player off the field. Sometimes players can't separate the two, and that's where you have. I mean, look at the Aaron Hernandez. I mean, that's another thing, man. It's just this guy was what Mister. He was Mister Connecticut, and he he goes to Florida, and. He just gets in the wrong thing, and so yeah, man, it's a makeup call. Uh, the NFL kind of needed something like this to kind of, <laughs> kind of clean some of his image up. But man, it's it's yeah. been rough for the NFL. It has, it has, and the good thing is, is that we can, we have more positive stories in the NFL. And one of the one of the things we can do here at Sweep the League is, uh, before we get off the air, is predict a way too early Super Bowl <laughs> for us now. I I'm probably gonna go. I, I I'm not gonna go with the Rams on the. That's fine. Seaside, at least I don't think. But what I am gonna do is I'm gonna say that my AFC pick again is gonna be the Los Angeles Chargers. Go the, Chargers, go! Yes, they are the. It's the Los Angeles Chargers for sure. The NFC, I am having a horrible time picking it, man. It's going to be hard, Rudy. Because I, I have, I have a big heart for the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, I would hope so. That's your team. Something tells me (laughs) these bitches are going to make. Wait, wait a minute! I told you a few months ago, Rudy. I said, don't. Sleep what on I the did, Falcons. What I did was I put the blinders away. I opened up my eyes a little bit more. I did a little more research on my team, and I figured, okay, let me let me see exactly how horrible Matt Ryan is. And he's bad. He's bad. I'm not gonna say he's good. He's bad. But I think now with the offensive line issues, hopefully taken care of. I think we could see possibly MVP Matt Ryan again this season. But I am as much as I want to take the Falcons to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC, I I have to say that I am gonna I'm gonna go with 
the LA Rams. <laughs> as the you just couldn't help yourself, Rudy. You gotta I go with those Rams, I, baby. <laughs> I I predicted last year an all LA Super Bowl, and I'm predicting <laughs> an all LA Super Bowl again. Now I will give you a dark horse team, and this is a super dark horse team. I'm gonna give you one for each side. The AFC, I am secretly and deeply in love with the Colts. I really am. So that's my super dark horse pick. Austin Hartsfield would love that. The other pick that I've got is I, after looking at the record, if if they maintain, you know, if, if they play up to par, I could see the Dallas Cowboys possibly making that super dark move into a Super Bowl appearance. And I am not a Cowboy fan. I do not like the Cowboys. But what I see from the Cowboys is their defense improved. I loved, 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 loved the Randall Cobb signing. That made so much sense for that team. I think that Dak now has weapons to where if Dak becomes Dak that he's supposed to be for this team, they are pretty unstoppable because he's got weapons around him and he doesn't have just any weapons. He's got veteran weapons around him where well, you've got Amari Cooper, Randall Cobb, and then you get your blanket, your security blanket back in Jason Witten, which isn't going to do much, but what, that, what he does bring is that, you know, 10, 12 yard catch every now and then that security blanket that as football players know as a quarterback, you always want. So before we get off the air, what, what are your picks? What are you looking at right now? Well, in the AFC, I'm going to sh- actually show everyone a quick video here. <laughs> in the AFC, baby, the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> That's going to be my team. Uh, I think Pat Mahomes takes a next step. I think his stats obviously won't be as good as last season, but the Chiefs defensively is going to be one of the reasons why I do this. The defense last year really was horrendous. Couldn't stop a nosebleed. They couldn't stop anybody in the secondary. They adjusted that. They got some drafts, signed some free, some key free agents. The pass rush will improve. Steve Spagnuolo is the new defensive coordinator. I think he'll bring kind of a, a, a different swagger to that defense. He's formerly with the Giants for a few years. Took him to the Super Bowl. So I think defensively they'll improve. Offensively. You know, Tyreek Hill, I, I think he comes to play this season. He could be suspended for a few games. He comes back. Damian Williams. And I just feel like Kansas City will take the next step. Should have been in the Super Bowl if it wasn't for that offsides call. But anyway, the Kansas City Chiefs and and the NFC. You know, really, I, th- I thought long about this. And... I don't want to sound like a homer, but I just think the Rams, I think they get back to the Super Bowl. And the reason is, is because I think the team really made some changes in the offseason. They improved on the offensive line. They added more depth up front. Defensively, got a little bit younger. Some younger guys are going to come into the fold this season. And I just, I just like the mix of this football team. Obviously, Todd Gurley, you know what's going to happen with him. And 
you know, he's going to have load management. But to be honest with you, I just think the Rams are going to get back to the Super Bowl. My, my dark horse pick, though, I think it's the Philadelphia Eagles. And mm-hmm. I, I think the Eagles is a team that if Carson Wentz stays healthy, I just really think the Eagles are going to be a really good football team if they could just stay healthy as well because they had problems last year just saying I mean, everybody was dropping dimes, just just laying on the floor. And also, if I can have another wild card team, yeah. I'm going to give the Bears some love. Uh, I don't like Mitchell Trubisky. Their offense is blah, but uh, defensively, I think they're really good. Though I think they'll miss Vic Vangio, who is now the head coach. For the Denver, uh, for the Denver Broncos, mm-hmm. and in the AFC, Rudy, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers Ew. are another team. I think Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know. About I've been telling you about this team the past few months, Rudy, and you've been looking at me weird. I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm Ben Roethlisberger is going to have a a new life. No more Brown. No more force feeding. I just like this team defensively, getting their linebacker in the draft. I just feel like Pittsburgh and Kansas City. I think those two teams potentially could be on a collision horse. I like to pick with the Colts. I think they're going to improve as well. Um, just I don't like the Colts historically outside in the playoffs. They tend to, you know, not play too well outside of that dome. So if they can get home field throughout the playoffs, I think I have a good advantage. But uh, but anyway, I don't like Pittsburgh. I I it just. Something about Pittsburgh that's just. Rudy, not- I'm telling you, I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to have an MVP caliber season. I think people are going to be surprised how good Pittsburgh is. And I know everyone's talking about the Browns. I get it. They're the darlings of the AFC, they're the Rams of a few years ago. But I just think Pittsburgh, and, you know, we'll talk about the, the division winners, you know, in the next month or two. But mm-hmm. I, I think Pittsburgh and Kansas City, you obviously can't count out the Patriots. But um, I think those two teams. Okay, and those are good. You know, we're gonna definitely get into more uh, more NFL talk for sure. I mean, this isn't the only time we're gonna talk. We're actually gonna have a, a, a show or two on Sundays, or maybe just one big show talking about NFL and uh, fantasy football. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And you know that that pretty much is uh, wrapping it up for us here at the big show here at Sweep the League. Uh, of course, we talked about Boogie Cousins, hoping that happens for the Spurs. Also, the Spurs youngins uh, playing this summer. I'm getting pretty excited to see how they do tonight. I uh, hope they do really, really well. I think Zion is playing right now. So as soon as we get off, I'm going to check out uh, that game. It's the uh, Pelicans versus the Knicks, Zion versus RJ Barrett. So I'll probably check that out. Uh, but for yeah, man, I mean, I'm getting excited about the NFL show. This seems like this worked a little bit better for us. So we may end up using this. Uh, for the meantime, uh, on our live streams and stuff. So we'd like to thank everybody for joining us tonight. We appreciate everybody. We uh, we actually had a pretty good count on the uh, the uh, live look-ins, as I like to look at it. Uh, we had, I think, up to like 10, 11 people at one time looking in. So as soon as we get a little bit bigger, we know it's going to get better. Uh, the bigger we get, the more you guys get for sure out there. Uh, we do give away prizes from time to time, but we still got to get a lot more viewers in there. Uh, tickets, hats, jerseys, stuff like that. We'll be giving away some stuff. So for myself uh, and for Coach uh, Gio, Gio, you want to give a last-minute shout-out? And you also, you, I've got your Twitter handle out there, but you can also share other stuff from. Yeah, Coach Gio56. You can catch me on Twitter. Um, 
You can also catch me on Facebook as well, Geo Geo, if you want to see some of the weird stuff I post. Tales from the Sunshine State. Um, you can also obviously catch me on Sweep the League and also uh, at times as well, Two Shots and uh, Project Spurs. Yeah, definitely. We uh, we both You can catch us both on Two Shots podcast uh, from time to time. Uh, joining Joe Garcia out there as he talks uh, anything and everything Spurs related. And I, of course, you can follow me at Sweep the League on Twitter. I was just notified a minute ago that I am now being followed by the Bear County Jail. So I am hoping that <laughs> isn't anything serious. If it is, is uh, there something you need to tell the fans? Really, that no something that I have no idea. The am I going to be the lone host for a while? Is he I don't do know. I mean, the the uh, the last thing I killed or murdered was a, was a burger earlier. So I mean, uh, that's about the closest thing that I've come to killing or anything. So. Big shout out to the Bear County Jail out there. Thank you for following me. I followed you back. Well, Rudy, it, on the safe side, <laughs> it's it's quite similar to how we've had. At sometimes we'll have like these strange uh, uh, Twitter page. We've got about a couple minutes. You can say it. These strange I, uh, porn Twitter pages. Yeah, <laughs> retweeting our being, stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're being followed by so and so. I'm like, oh, cool. And then all of a sudden, so and so retweeted your stuff, and you're like, who the hell is this? And it's yeah. <laughs> It's like some adult video porn star, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I want you following me now. That's, you know, whatever. You know, we're getting a retweet. But you know, what, whatever. Do you do? what do you do? You have to make a burner account, right? I mean, that's probably what you have to do so they can follow you there. And, you know, they're on your burner account. I'm not I'm not promoting anything, by the way. But I'm just saying that there are ways you can have these adult porn stars or whatever on your Twitter account. It just has to be a burner account. So. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that the Bear County Jail is following me. So obviously somebody out there is either looking for me or a fan. So hey, big ups to you, Bear County Jail. We're giving you a shout out right now. So yeah, be sure to catch us. Uh, we'll be on every week. Uh, that is really weird, Rudy. It is, but I'm not gonna, I'm not going to look too much into it. Um, Jeff Garcia from Spurs Zone uh, gave me a real big boost in Twitter, uh, the Twitter world, because of the billboard. So. Uh, it could be just because of that. So um, that is worry. true. Jeff could have gotten you that jail. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not going to worry about it. I mean, if I go to jail, I go to jail. You know, I'm going to have the uh, the uh, was it the teardrop on my eye and stuff like that tattooed, so I can go in there looking like a big time murderer, or big time killer, or something. But yeah, we'll be on every week. Uh, normally, we do it on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Today, we did a Friday show. We try to get stuff up and going. Uh, but look for us on a Tuesday, Wednesday. Usually we give a shout out to when we are going live. We also do a little preview show uh, before the show actually starts. So look for that. We have a lot of guests coming on. Uh, Austin Hartsfield from uh, MLB covers the sod poodles. Uh, really, really big podcast that he does. Painting Corners uh, does a really good job out there. We've got Project Spurs with Michael DeLeon. Also, uh, Ben, Ben Bornstein has been joining us. He joined us one time. Uh bunch of guys from project spurs we got uh i'm gonna try to get uh spurs zone on here with us as well jeff garcia uh we've got a bunch of guys joe garcia as well he'll probably join us from time to time we just got to make sure that uh we keep joe clean that whole time yeah you know joe's been a little (laughs) dirty lately actually not lately ever since i've known him we're gonna keep him let's shoot him on the straight and narrow Yeah, so we've got we've got a lot of guests coming on. So just be patient for those of you guys that we've asked to be on our show. 
you're going to get on the show. So don't worry about it. But until next time, uh, we hope Kawhi's news will come out tonight, maybe tomorrow. Uh, Boogie's supposed to meet with the Spurs as early as next week. So hopefully we get something on that. Until then, thanks, everybody, for joining. We appreciate it. We are out.